What's up, people? Welcome to our brother MMA Roasted Podcast. I'm here with Greg Romero Wilson, waiting for McCorkle to join us. Uh, hopefully, he's uh, he's like um, back. You know, We're not I- a very tech-savvy group. I'll tell you this. We got big mouths. They're not very tech-savvy. <laughs> 100%. A lot of people have, you know, great, uh, you know, their production's great, but the actual content sucks. We're all about the content. Not exactly. Like- quality of the content not the anyway no, anyway so uh greg i gotta ask you man like when you when you almost died or you know you thought you might die no like, i i almost died that's did you, accurate did you survival rate is 12 percent for the Widowmaker. 12 percent yeah wow wow did you think like man did i do enough of this world or did i leave enough legacy did i accomplish it like did all that start going through your mind yes it was twofold when i was in the hospital, I thought to myself, you know, like, what have I done? You know, what, what, what did I do with the time? And then I began to really kind of in my mind, I would go to different places on the map and I'd think of an amazing time I had there. And I realized there was almost nowhere that I could go that I couldn't see myself having a great time. And to that extent, I was like, well, I know exactly what I was doing. I was having a great time all over the world. So uh, I can't be too mad at that. So that was my, that was the, in the hospital thought. And then when I got home and I looked around my office and just looked at myself and I was like, is this it? Is that all I did? You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of posters and I did a lot of shows and, you know, I've been the headliner a bunch and, you know, but at the end of the day, it seemed like I didn't do everything that I set out to do, you know? Yeah, that's like, I, I think about that. Like if I, like when I'm driving sometimes, like if I get to a car accident, my my, my biggest fear would be like, not like my, my daughter not having a father. You know, like that. Which, speaking crazy. of which, didn't so your wife's out of town? It was just you and the kid for how many days? For a week. And a how week. much did you wish you could die during? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I loved it so much, but uh, what well, was hard? A week, was, a full week. That's a was, lot. Well, no, the hard part was she was on Easter break, so it wasn't like I could drop her at school for five hours. Yeah, and then, like I had literally, and she knows she's she's got me. She's like, you know, oh, thank you, Bree. Thank you. She's like, uh, my wife just walked in literally like two minutes ago. Uh, three days. Okay. So it was, it was three days. I'm a big baby. That's what she said. So, um, <laughs> you wait a minute. You made it sound like you were alone with her for seven full days. That's what Thursday, you just said. It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was four full days. And okay. like, and like most of Wednesday. So it was like, it was five days, but, uh, <laughs> 
love the way it goes from three days to four days. So five days. So five days, basically five days. And then, listen, here's how I know you're happy, Breezo, because you put up that post on Instagram where you took your daughter to Disney on ice. You're like, oh, my God, I'm uh, being with, with my daughter during these past few days. And Brianna Rose comes home tomorrow. Oh, thank God. Well, number one, I was like, absolutely. Like, like when are you coming home? That's actually true. But also, you know, when, you, when people start seeing all these posts of you with your daughter, people think you're like divorced. I don't even think again, like, like I'm like divorced. Like when I see someone like not with their wife and they're just posting them and their kid like over and over and over again, or, like I'm always like, I don't want people thinking I'm like a single, I'm single, you know, or, or whatever. Like things aren't going all that right in the family. So I want to make sure that she knows like, but yeah, we were absolutely, dude, you have no idea. Like th- these last, co- I think McCorkle, by the way, is trying to get on. He, he, he literally bought a, a new Mac just for the podcast. He's like, dude, I'm going to make my production so much better. I fucking love this show. We're going to go all the, he goes, I have so, so much potential. So he buys a new computer and now he can't get on the new computer. Literally. literally. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, how do I get this from? And I was like, just airdrop it. Airdrop the link to your Mac, which, you know what? If you're used to doing it, it's a very obvious operation. It's very simple. But if you've never done it before, I mean, those words might not make any sense to you at all. And I feel like right now he's, he's like, it doesn't show anyone to airdrop it. Well, you he know, waited. Like, he waited till noon, till when we start, number one. Right. And yeah. to ask us. And number two, I just like that he went out and bought a computer to make the show better. And now he's not even on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're not the most technologically uh, advanced uh, users of this technology. But we, we, have, we have great commentary. We're great yeah. at the commentary. Uh, McCorkle, now I can't see it all. So you, we're talking about you bought a computer to make yourself better for the show. And now there you, it is. And now you can't get on the show at all. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. I'm not even use the computer. Can you see me now or not? Yeah, yeah, we can see yes. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kept sh- I kept losing my video, then lose my audio, then lose my video. So I just gave up and just used my phone again. So it'll be ghetto for one well, more. Well, I, I don't know that that was your fault, though, because Adam was having a lot of trouble with that audio at the very beginning, and he actually yeah. rebooted his system, and now it's fine. So that okay. actually may not have been on your end there. Yeah. Uh, McCorkle. But anyways, who cares? We're up, we're running, right. we're having to talk some fights and have some fun. Well, we'll talk about, dude, so a couple of things first. Dude, I had to, this girl asked her to do this show, right? This girl always dressed like Marilyn Monroe, but like, she's like always in character. Hey, she's a girl named Brooke. You do my show, blah, blah, blah. She's like, yeah, I'll, she's like, it's, t- it's going to be a seven camera shoot, and yada, yada. And then you get points and it's on this new website. And I'm like, right away, there's like three contracts. None of it makes any sense. But I'm just like, Oof. I'm like, all right, as long as it only airs here, because I don't want to do the last thing where I basically signed a deal. And then next thing I know, I have an Amazon Prime special. But anyway, so uh, I'm like, OK, no problem. Right. Um, dude, I get there. Right. I actually I, I drive there and the girl has a red carpet. Right. And she attaches red carpets to her own shoes. So she's always on the red carpet. Right. So like, <laughs> and there's nobody else there. Right. There's nobody there. And then everyone there has like a, it's like an old 50 year old, 70 year old guy with a bad hair piece. Like everyone has a hair piece. And they're like, hey, why don't you do the three stooges on the red carpet? You and the other. I'm like, I'm out of here. Like, so that guy, Gary was there. That guy, Gary, nice guy that, that takes your course all the time. You know, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary Robinson. Gary Robinson, right? So he was there, right? So then the whole crowd is well, all he was out. probably providing the cameras. I mean, that's what he does. He's a shooter and he's a producer. So the whole crowd is all it's all cowboys from Victorville. Literally, they did a movie called Italian Cowboy, and this is their rap party. And Eric Roberts is there, right? Eric Roberts, his, his wife, and everyone with the and he, he was in the movie. <laughs> all these cowboy people, right? 
So the, the host. He's in every movie. The host goes up uh, and just I just if I can really quickly, you know, Adam, when are you going to learn? When are you going to learn? You don't have to say yes to everything. Please the host, continue. The host goes up there and he's like he's going and he's just rambling. He's like in a bad suit, bad mustache, like toupees falling off him. Right. He's reading the newspaper. And he gets oh everyone's God. name wrong. Everyone's name is wrong. Like, <laughs> not even, not even close, right? He's like, this Where did guy, he get a newspaper? Why does he have a newspaper, right? This guy, it, it would have been hilarious if it was a character. It would have been the funniest character I've ever seen, but it wasn't. He goes, this first guy, Jimmy Shin, he's in a, he's got a special called uh, uh, the School of Walk. Get it? Walk, because he's Chinese. Yeah, because, dude, he butchers everyone's thing. And then while you're on stage, he's just walking around the crowd, like through all the cowboys. He's walking in and out for no fucking reason with the newspaper, right? So the guy's like bumping into tables. <laughs> Dude, they, he brings out Eric Roberts, right? He, he brings out Eric Roberts. And Eric Roberts, he's like, yo, Eric Roberts, this is my movie, blah, blah, blah. We're old friends. So Eric and his wife come out there and they just sit there. But there's no reason for him to interview Eric Roberts, like in the middle of the show. And he's like, and Eric's like, yeah, everyone asked me to do comedy, but uh, no, nah, I'm not doing it yet. Right. So so then Daryl Hammond's on next. Right? I'm glad he left the door open. Oh, that's like Daryl Hammond's on next. <laughs> Daryl Hammond is like talking, but he goes up there and he's mad. He doesn't want anyone filming him. Right. Because right away, they're like, they're like, they say it's going to be a seven camera shoot. It's seven people with cell phones. Right. Like that's the, the fucking. Oh, my camera. God. So Daryl Hammond talks about like writing a book while he was in, in like jail for like crack and i'm pretty sure he relapsed where he went on stage that's how bad the show was dude the host people are getting off the host isn't in the room is this right? in flappers was this in no, flappers no, no, or no. Was this in victorville no no it was close i'm not saying the club so then the host isn't even in the room right the host isn't in the room so people are just jumping off stage on stage nobody know what's going on right dude i go on there i'm like this shows it's a benefit i'm like this show needs a benefit <laughs> Hey, like this is the worst <laughs> fucking show. I go, it's like open casting for the guy from Toy Story. Why are there cowboys here? I did, did a couple hot chicks. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I just shit on the whole fucking room, right? The whole thing. People are going crazy. Then like at the end, I, I get off stage and my phone's dead. And someone's like, hey, you want me to take a picture with Eric Roberts? And I go, sure. He goes, not now. So Eric Roberts like stood me up for a picture, right? I didn't even want a picture. Somebody was like, take a picture with Eric Roberts. And he said, he said, no. So like, dude, I got stood up by Eric Roberts. It was it was fucking crazy. The whole thing was uh was was nuts. And then well, um, Adam, before you go too far, did you say Daryl Hammond used to be in prison for selling crack? Did I imagine yeah, yeah, Daryl Hammond uh, had a crack problem? And he was like, the Saturday Night Live, the guy that yeah. goes Trump. And yeah, he yeah, was yeah. In prison. Yeah, he, and, he, and he like and he he like wrote a book from prison, and he just reads chapters of the book on stage. Right, but like uh, it kind of. <laughs> Like, and they're interesting, but it made no sense. Like the whole show made no right. fucking sense. The host was like, this guy shouldn't have been hosting anything. Like, and he, and he directed the movie, I guess it's called the Italian cowboy. Everyone in the crowd looked like they were all like extras from like this one, a Reno bus stop or something. It was insane. And then I, and I had Scott Bayo babysitting my daughter. Right. Cause I needed, I thought it was like a real thing. And, I was, and then, then like the improv called me, the improv is like, Hey, can you, uh, can you, can you, close out the night at Hollywood Improv, right? I'm like, sure. So I, I race down there, have a great set. I'm so fucking tired getting up for getting three hours of sleep. And Scott Bayo's like, hey, you mind if we, because I, I reach out, I'm like, hey, can you watch Violet Saturday night? The Bayo's are the nicest people ever. And she loves it there. And 
They're like, great. And they're like, hey, do you mind? He's got all that experience when he split family and raised those kids too. Exactly. That's true. Dude, they were like, do you mind if we take her to church? Right. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I am Jewish, but it's Easter. So, you know, I was like, she never been to church before. So, so then I, so then there's like, they sent me a video of her holding my daughter at church. I said, I said it to my dad. Right away, my dad, just, my dad just writes no words. It's like Passover, like, like yeah, dude. But uh, they, they they got her so many like presents and and like she she was making them laugh because she was in the back of the car and Scott Bay was like, hey man, turn on your headlights. And she's like, heads don't have lights. Like she's like making everyone laugh. <laughs> so I, so that was crazy. Oh, then while I'm on stage, there's this girl named uh, I think her name is Despina. She used to work at the comedy store, right? She used to have a naked podcast, right? Where she interviewed people naked. She was naked. The person was naked. I haven't seen this girl in years. So she comes up to me, right? And I was like, how's it going? And I'm trying to watch the fights while this crazy show's on. So I'm like, hey, Adam, I haven't seen you in years. How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how's your naked podcast? She's like, oh, that's on a hiatus. I have a new podcast now. I'm like, what's that? She's like, it's called Urine Good Health. I'm like, oh, what's it about? She's like, well, I now drink my urine. So she, 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 <laughs> She drinks her urine. She's like, yeah, it's healthy. I, I like bathe it and uh, and I like scrubbing it and I put it in my hair. I'm, I'm like, wow. I'm like, well, you do look healthy, you know? And she's like, um, she's like, you see, you, you said I looked hot. I'm like, well, piss warm. Like, so then I just kept making <laughs> fucking urine jokes. I'm like, dude, you're in my space. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> but now when someone tells me that, all I kept thinking is that she smells like pits, like literally, right? <laughs> So I fucking raced down to the improv. I don't even, dude, I'm so fucking tired. Cause that mo- Saturday morning, I took my kid to a, an Easter egg hunt, right? In the park. And cause Twinkle Time was performing. I don't even know Twinkle Time. It's like the Lady Gaga for three-year-olds, right? Okay, listen, uh, I just, if you're going to throw a softball to McCorkle, let's give him the time to go ahead and smack that one out of the park. <laughs> this guy's lost me at Twinkle Time. I'm so confused. I was actually still working on a, working on a, joke that the jews don't go to church on easter sunday but they do easter egg hunts like i don't know like some about murdering jesus probably would make it a little tough to celebrate his resurrection but i don't know that's what i'm working <laughs> Dude, there's this lady gaga for three-year-olds right she's right. called she's called twinkle time and because it's like I, i'm with my kid and i'm like so like he wants to play barbie with her for seven hours there's only so much barbie i can play with her you know daddy 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 right. So I'm like, I'm on all the LA mom websites, like things to do with your kids and Woodland Hills, anything to get the, get me to like, you know, it's called, you know, red tricycle.com, anything that like, so there was a thing, oh, twinkle time. So I found this girl, she put on this fucking like, she has like six albums. She wears a wig. She does all these like positive songs for little kids. So I go there with Glozell, you know, Glozell. Sure. So me and her kid, me and, and then, oh, and then her sister's name is, is Dionzel and her kid's name is Ozel. Right. So, so they're all there and we're going to see Twinkle Time and it's a petting zoo. <laughs> so first I go to get everyone smoothies, right? Fucking $10 smoothies each. Right. So now I got to buy everyone smoothies, 50 bucks. So I'm coming in with the smoothies. My, my daughter's crying. I'm like, what's the matter? She's like, I let my balloon go. Right. She had a balloon. I told her, don't let it go. I cut it on her wrist. Of course, she's hysterical. So I'm like, okay, we'll get another balloon. I find a lady that has the balloons. I'm like, Hey, do you have a pink balloon for her? She goes, yeah. So if we grab a pink balloon, and this fucking lady's like, well, it's not really pink. It's more like, uh, I'm like, it's pink. She's like, no, it's, she's like, no, actually, it's kind of a, a light red. I'm like, it's fucking pink, right? So it's, so then they, then they're having like, 
they're, they're giving away rabbits, right? Like, but like, hey, we're auctioning off 72 rabbits. I'm like, I already have three fucking what, what circles are you hanging out in, man? You got people giving away rabbits. Dude, <laughs> Lady I got to tell you, when I think of Twinkle Time, this is not... This Dude, doesn't like, sound like a very twinkly time. There was like 500 kids there, right? So they were giving away like stuffed animals. I thought they're going to be real rabbits. I'm like, no. So I'm like, thank God, because I already have three fucking rabbits and one of them's not fixed. And it's like, it's like the rape room back there. Like, every time I go back there, like they're running from this fucking guy. It's, it's $1,500 to fucking fix a rabbit now. It's called an, an exotic pet. So I have to like lie and say I make $200 a year to get on some list to get a fucking guy to do it for like... <laughs> Like 60 bucks. So anyway, fucking. Did you ever think uh, about just leaving the gate open on that thing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of a problem solves itself situation. I'm kidding, of course. Never do that. This is just a joke. I, I love animals and I would never want you to actually do that. Just a joke. So they're auctioning off bunnies, right? And like fake stuffed animals, right? Yeah. So every kid, like there's, there's like 72 bunnies, but there's 800 kids. So they keep. This fucking annoying, like like forty year old cougar Asian ladies, like ah, uh, you know, you know, oh, we're we're giving away Mr. Wigglesworth to Steve, and like over and over, right? So of course these my, my kid and Ozil aren't getting bunnies. Some crazy lady, you ever see one of those like Venice ladies that like in their fifties or sixties that she has like a dog on on her shoulder, like a little poodle. She's walking around with a dog on her shoulder, right, like talking to her dog, and she's like, hey kids, don't worry, I got you guys. She runs on stage and starts fucking stealing bunnies. Like from the like, and people think she works there. So she comes back and gives us these like fucking posh bunnies. She goes, here, here, hide them, right? So now fucking Glozell and Dee are like, cut the tags. So they, they'll go, because now all of a sudden, like they, to, like they had to move the fucking bunnies. Like, because they, they were like, we thought we were going to get kicked out. Like, they're like, yeah, try to take away my bunny from like a little black girl. They'll fucking record that. It'll be all over. Anyways. <laughs> So, Twinkle Time. Well, at least you taught the kids the most valuable lesson of all, which is you're going to steal something, cut the tags off. <laughs> so, I, I listen, that's the twinkle right there. So, Twinkle Time goes on, right? So, my, my daughter and Glow and O and D are sitting in the front. All of a sudden, like, they're like, yo, it's time for Twinkle Time, right? And then, like, 500 kids rush to the front, like, like a mod. Like, and then, so... We leave. I go to the back because I don't want my kids. My kids three. The kids are more like four or five, six, seven. Glozell sits there, doesn't move. So she the whole time during the concert, she's in the middle of five hundred dancing fucking kids. Like, and there's all these cameras taping it. You're gonna see like this black woman just sitting there, like I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> all these kids are just dancing around it. So uh, yes, yeah, so that was fucking crazy. Uh, Scott Bailey did a great job um, uh, watching the. Uh, uh, watching my baby Scott and Renee, thank you. I love you guys. They're the, the nicest people ever. Uh, did, buddy, did Buddy stop over while she was there, or do you not know? Uh, did who? No, no. Then last night we had uh, Disney on Ice, which, which was which was a lot of fun. But as we were leaving, my my daughter was like, "Let's go with another one." I'm like, "No." She's like, "I'm like, it's over." Like, everyone's going. She's like, "I'm sure we can find one." I'm like, "No, there's nothing. Just princess." I think she's going to be a comedian one day. I really do. That sounds like a comic. Like, come on, there's got to be another one. Let's go. I'm like, no, dude, party's over. Dude. I was like, I'll look on the computer where the next one is, right? So, seven o'clock in the morning, I, she jumps on me. Did you look on the computer? Yeah, <laughs> I wake up like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not yet, not yet. Dude, she's asking me questions that, like, literally, she's like, Dad, because, like, she's watching, I don't know, some cartoon or the, 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 the uh, Daniel Tiger, who are the little, the mom had a had, had like a little baby. She goes, Daddy, how do babies come out of belly? How to, how to come out? How do women get 
how do the babies come out? I don't want to be like, well, they come out of the vagina. I should be looking at her, up her vagina all fucking day for kids. Cause I don't want to, then yeah. how they come in, you know? So I'm like, uh, well, they, 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 they cut the belly open. <laughs> now like, uh, how I'm like, uh, with a, an instrument, like, like, well, like a doctor, like with a, what am I going to Like a chainsaw, like a chainsaw. <laughs> with a scissor. Like, with the same thing they cut the tags off the bunnies for <laughs> she's like well then how do they get it back i'm like they stitch them up like like i don't even know if like what because i'm like well how, the one what am i gonna say they, well they come out of the vagina and your mom got you know i, I, I gonna say that up. stork idea seems a lot uh <laughs> now it makes sense doesn't it they're like why would you talk is that because it's easier than explaining a fucking vagina to a child. Yeah. Adam, did I tell you about when I explained the birds and the bees to my son? No, what'd you say? He I'm pretty sure he about- just uh, dipped him in bees and threw him to a bunch of birds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's asking me like how it kind of works. I said, well, you know, like uh, this is uh, not politically correct. I said like every, you know, girls have girl parts, boys have boys parts. And even if you look at animals, like they kind of, it's like a puzzle. They fit together. Like there's fish, there's, you know, Animals. I was trying to explain to him. He was really confused, and I was like, "Son, you're 14. Figure it out." No, not really. But uh, he was young, so I tried to. I tried to look up a video of like fish breeding or like seahorses or something not explicit, and I click on this thing. It's when I was still using a seahorse. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think of something. They don't even have sex. <laughs> it's the only horse without a giant dick. But so um, the uh, so it ends up being. Like it, it's this English video or British video talking about how things mate, like these throwing different animals. All of a sudden, it is a squirrel giving it to another squirrel, like nothing you've ever seen in your life. I mean, like railing this other squirrel. Like, I mean, the other squirrel looks like it's about to pass out, sitting there like defending it. And I'm trying to hit click, get a stop. It will not stop. It just freezes on the computer. It's just like, bam, bam. And his face is horrified. He's like, that's what people do. Like, just sitting there looking like oh that. I was like, dude, it was. It was horrific. It was like the most violent squirrel fucking I ever saw in my life. Dude. When, I went, to, seen a lot of them, when, when I went to Africa, right? I get off the, I get off the plane in Africa. I'm in Africa. I get off the airplane to Djibouti, Africa for the military. And I, I say, I see a cat like right by the, and it's like, ah, making the most fucking awful noise. I'm like, huh? Another cat just comes behind and just fucking just starts rate, just starts railing this fucking like, dude, like, <laughs> It looks so painful. It was like the first. I still can't get that image out of my head. Of just like, it was. It was nuts. It was. It was. Uh, uh, Greg Fry, how did you explain the birds and bees to your kid? Oh, yeah, the first thing I did is that I just uh, took him down to the local strip club and uh, I said, "Here, Daddy's gonna pay twenty dollars to teach you a lesson." Uh, you know, you gotta tip him an extra twenty to go in the VIP with a with a minor. But it's okay. I bought the whole thing. He learned his lesson. He learned. Well, that sounds like a, a good. Uh, it sounds good. I like it. I like it. Um, <laughs> dude, it's just yes. Yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, that's uh, that was my weekend, man. How was your Easter, McCorkle? Uh, I didn't realize it was Easter until like you said it. So I guess yesterday was Easter. Uh, but I shot two Canadian geese. Like what? I like crossing I the border. Yeah, no, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I wasn't hunting. I just looked out my front yard. You know, Canadian geese I hear are real invasive. I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, I built that pond out front of my house, and I saw my ten thousand dollars dogs eating some uh, Canadian geese shit, which can kill them. They can get like different diseases and stuff from. I guess they got. Uh, unlike your friend that drinks her own urine, most things that come out of bodies are not to be put back in. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, my dogs are eating, and I can't have my dogs dying. So. Uh, my uh, girlfriend's like, how are you going to get rid of those or whatever? So I'll get rid of them. I went out and I shot them. So 
Is it, is it um, your fiance, by the way? Yeah, fiance. I'm sorry. That's a, that's the classier way of saying it. I don't speak French. So. <laughs> all right, let's talk about some fights. Uh, so, did you you guys watch Bellator at all? I did actually. Uh, shockingly, you know how the, our technology listens to us, and then they hand us uh, all kinds of uh, commercials and stuff. And you want apparently, you heard me say that I actually wanted to watch Bellator because magically Showtime had a free weekend. Oh, so. Wow. And it, it's funny because having watched, having had Showtime for the weekend, it made me realize that I do not want Showtime. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But, but like it confirmed it, like whatever, you know, if I'd been wondering whether, no, now I know, yeah, it's, it's garbage. But they did have uh, the fight, so I did get a chance to watch those fights. And I, for one, did not think Pitbull did enough to take the title from A.J. McKee. I mean, his surprise was my surprise, especially the way he was scored, too, as if Pitbull had pretty much won four out of five rounds. I was, I, I was flabbergasted. I agree. I think that they didn't like his attitude. I think it was... Wait, so McKee lost? Yeah, McKee yes. lost. I had no and, idea. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. He lost. I thought he won the first round. He lost the second Yes. Next lost the third, won the fourth, won the fifth. Um, yes, but exactly. It was of, but he almost got, and you know what? He was he was in a guillotine that I would say 99% of fighters would have tapped to because he almost went out and he showed exceptional heart. Um, I think that he just, I think he was started feeling himself. He came out with that that rapper, OT Genesis, that sings, I'm in love with the Coco. You know, the guy that used to that said, I'm in love with the Coco. No. Uh, well, we know I now. Know. Thank you for the clarification. I've always wondered who see, who sings that song. Whoa, whoa. What was that? What? Hold on a second. I think there's a major news story, man. What? Oh, okay. I thought I thought it said Cristiano Ronaldo had died. <laughs> so, but uh, he did not. And sadly, his son has died. Fuck. So, that. yeah, that's, that's tragic. Him and his... So anyways, but I thought originally when it came across, I was like, I thought maybe they, it said him and his partner. And then I saw died and I'm like, oh, my God, what? That, you know, so not great news, but also not the earth shattering news that I for one second thought it was back to what we were talking about. AJ yeah, McKee, you know, it's funny. It's crazy because there was an old like time that like uh, Roy Jones came out with Method Man and Red Man. And yeah. back when like and he walked out with them and they were like. It was awesome. It was a Radio City Music Hall and they were all dancing to the ring. And I'm like, and Larry Merchant was like mad about it. He's like, there was the, the Rockettes. Now we have the Rapettes. You know, like he was all angry about it. Right. But it was. And I'm like, man, I wish more MMA guys would do that. And then when this happened, I'm like, oh, OK, no, I can see why they don't do that. Uh, this is this is kind of dumb. He didn't Floyd Mayweather did that one time with like 50 Cent or something like that. Yeah, it never. You could never Justin hear, Bieber, wasn't it? You could never hear the rapper. Is that what it was? Like, I it don't sounds remember. never good enough to actually see the performance. And like, yeah, it never works out. It looks good on paper, but it never comes off very good. It was it was good in Rocky Four. Remember when James Brown came out uh, with Apollo, and then he got yeah, but they, he did a whole show. I mean, it wasn't like <laughs> then he died like like a minute later. Yeah, and, and like he, yeah, and Rocky could have thrown the towel and saved his life. Like that was the even craziest part. Like uh, the guilt that Rocky must have felt for not throwing the towel. Uh, anyway, although they forget to tell you that movie, the referee did try to stop the fight. If you watch it, and Drago pushed him back and away, and then they, he continued to let the fight go. Like if you watch, it, the ref jumps in to stop it. Drago pushes. No, away, that's true. And the ref goes, but he goes back to refing. Like, oh, okay, yeah, he's all right, and then keeps. Going. Yeah, he like throws him completely. Throws. The, the best part was at Apollo's funeral when Rocky was like saying. He always did things the way you wanted to do. Yeah, except he took the fight you told him to not take. 
He didn't postpone it when you told him, told him that before the fight, we should postpone it. He told him he wanted to stop it between rounds. He said, don't stop this no matter what. But he always did things the way you wanted to do it, Robbie. But, and that has been another minute in the McCorkle court. And there, were, and there were never any counts. Anytime anyone got knocked down, they never went one. They were never counted to 10 in any of the Rocky no. movies. The guy no. just got knocked down and they just kept fighting every single time. Like, yeah. They just pop right back up and start swinging. And, and then in Rocky Four, they said no sparring. Like, literally, did not right. spar one round for the Russian. Like, the, he had nobody in his training camp. There were two, like, KGB members that were following up the fucking hill every day. Right. And he was like, losing. Yeah. And then yeah. he said, yeah, he said, no, Paul, he's like, no sparring. He's like, I don't think I need it anymore, Paul, like, Paul which made no sense. Well, like, <laughs> no, not like uh, seriously. I believe not, he, not to give yeah, you the whole thing. But, like, think about Rocky. He's with Mick for what? Seven or eight years, Mick's not training him. Then he goes on, wins the title, spends 10 title defenses with him, loses to Clubber Lang, and then has to go to train with Apollo Creed. And Apollo can't believe that he doesn't know shit about boxing. Like, he doesn't know how to shadow box. He doesn't know anything. Like, Apollo's like, dude, what the hell is with this dude? Like, he, it's 10 years with Mick. He knows nothing. And, and he then, like, and he beat him twice. Well, right. Yeah. And knowing nothing. Like, how bad does Apollo feel? He's a better athlete, better skilled, knows more. And Rocky somehow beat him with just sheer tyranny of will. Yeah, I love that. My favorite line, though, is when he goes, so can he swim? And he goes, with a name like Rock? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part's where he date raped the slow girl at the pet shop and no one ever, like, brought it up later. Like, well, okay. <laughs> or how about this? You remember the Although that scene is very, that scene, you go back and watch that scene from Rocky, the original Rocky, and it is wildly uncomfortable to watch now because yeah. it's like, no, you can stay. No, yeah. you're not going nowhere. Like, I want to go home. No, it's no, all no. right. It's all right. You know, and that, yeah. And then he's like, you're not going anywhere. It's like, I like how uh, the, uh, ma- I like how the mafia guy's henchman tells her, take her to the zoo. I hear zoo. retard love the zoo. He keeps and saying that. And then he asks her to marry her. Yeah. He <laughs> and he proposes to her at the zoo. At the very beginning of Rocky Two. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I'm like, did the guy tell him retards like the zoo? Like, he was yeah. so mean. And then he took her to the zoo. <laughs> I don't yeah. do it. And then they were all ashamed of Rocky Five, like in any, again Rocky Six. They don't even met, and they do all the flashbacks except for the Rocky Five when he fights. Right, <laughs> like that never Tommy, happened. And Tommy Morrison gets AIDS, and then like like didn't right. even it, it just, the whole thing was crazy. Which, by the way, I think Stallone actually had a heart attack shooting four uh, when he was in doing the snow scenes, pulling the sled oh, really? or whatever. I believe he he, he suffered a, a minor heart attack doing that. They had to stop production for a few weeks over that. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, Bellator fights. I, I felt bad for Corey Anderson. You watch it, Sean. So he's gonna. No, I literally didn't even know it was on. Literally, had no idea. So he's so, they're fighting for a million dollars <laughs> against Namcov, right? And Anderson's oh. winning. Oh like, yeah, like beating him, like dominating in the second and third. He's about to win a million dollars. Then he headbutts him, like from the yep. top. Just boom, opens up a huge gash, and then uh, and then it goes to a no contest. Like so, now that no one gets a million dollars, then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> then he starts complaining, like as if he didn't fucking headbutt him. Uh, that's, that's awesome. He cost them both a million dollars. Like even the other guy didn't have a chance to get it. Like by winning, that's great. It was, it was crazy. So that yeah, that was that. I felt bad for Tim Johnson because he was like, he's the guy that went like. 0-3 in the UFC, and then he went like 0-2 in Bellator, then he won three in a row in Bellator, and now he lost. He had Litton Bissell hurt, and then like he came in with like another headbutt kind of, came in for the for the kill, and then got beat. Uh, 
And then Aaron I always love hearing about guys that go zero and five or one and seven in the UFC, and then then I go in, I beat Mark Hunt first one, lose to Stefan Struve, who's top 10, 15 at the time, lose to Christian Warcraft, and they won't talk to me ever again. Yeah, yeah. bringing you back. I won six in a row after they cut me. I won six in a row all in the first round. Nope, not interested. Beat Pujanowski, not interested. Like it's just like, all right, dude. I don't know. I feel like now that I feel like now they would though. Like if, if you because they weren't having fights every week then, right? You know, Silva did tell me one time privately that the risk wasn't worth the reward uh, with me. Really? And I was like, what's that? He said, well, we don't think you're ever going to be the heavyweight champ. And you say stuff so offensive, you could get us in trouble every weekend. He said so. I was like, all right, well, it's part of it. <laughs> Welcome to MMA Rose. You got, you got, <laughs> you watch the UFC fights? Uh, I didn't know they had UFC fights. Them. Yeah. So. Uh, by the way, Greg, there was a, d- a debate on whether or not you got a heart. People are like, he says exercising was why he had a heart attack. And, so, and so some people said, no, uh, it was the shot. It was the vaccine the booster shot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just think how bad his heart attack would have been if he hadn't been vaccinated. People- and then other people were like, I could see if he was doing like a 15 mile, like fucking tough mutter. He goes, but he took three beginning classes at, at fucking great at Hollywood BJJ or something. Like, he was like, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the 50 years of partying. It was the three. No, no, no. I, I freely admit it is because it wasn't that. That's just what triggered it. It was oh, my God. lifestyle that caused it. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it would have something would have triggered it one way or another. Who knows what it could, it could have been, but it was it just happened to have happened because of that class. But that's what triggered. Yeah, it was definitely no, it's definitely the life. It was 32 years of bad decisions that equaled one heart attack. That wasn't yeah, it wasn't because of the and I even told them that. I was like, look, I can't you know cancel my membership. Not your fault. I don't blame you guys. Great program, love it. <laughs> Not your fault. Not going to sue you. Not has nothing to do with you guys. It's me and the choices I made leading up to this for 30 some odd years. So. so funny because some people say like BJJ saved my life. It might have actually saved your life by giving you a heart attack because now you're going to live differently. That's some, that's some bad math. I'm not going <laughs> to say that that's 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 necessarily because who knows? Maybe I, it would have never happened if they had, you know, I mean, but yeah, uh, yeah. chains are something would have triggered it. It just was. I mean. Uh, I don't, I mean, there was nothing else in my life where I was as physically trained as I was from that class. So maybe I could have avoided it. Who knows? But believe me, it wasn't their fault. It was certainly my own choices that created that situation. Well, in the UFC, Sean, uh, the main event was Bilal Muhammad. He beat uh, Vicente Luque. Uh, Called it. And it was, uh, it was a good, solid fight. Uh, Muhammad looked great, man. And he's like, dude, I thought that, uh, you know, he's a guy we've had on the show before. Really, really nice guy. Um, Went to law school, smart dude, like pay, dropped out of law school. The parents were like mad. He's like, I'm going to become a pro fighter. And then, you know, got off kind of a rough start at the beginning, lost to Alan Jabon, lost a couple of guys. Dude's like top five now. I mean, he's and he's beating like Stephen Thompson. He's beating Vicente Luque. And, and, he's, and he's doing it like he's you could tell he works his ass off, but also he's being like smarter. Like he realized this guy can't stop my takedowns. So I'm going to keep going for a takedown. Like he's just, I think that, uh-huh. that was the thing and that I couldn't really articulate last week because I was, we got to it at the very end and I was completely out of energy and needed, you know, but what I, the thing, and I really honed in the thought when I watch it is below Muhammad will fight any kind of fight. Yeah. Whatever kind of fight he needs to fight to win that fight. 
is the fight he's going to do. If he's got to take it to the ground, take it to the ground. If he's got to stay on his feet. If he's got to use his feet. If he's got to use his feet. If he's got to use whatever he's got to do. He's he's very versatile that way. Yeah, and, and very willing to make changes, you know, during the fight. And I think that's what I really like about him. He's a good dude. He came to my show, and he was, you know, he's he's a uh, he's a uh, Palestinian descent. You know, and very, you know, free Palestine, you know, he's a post and that stuff. And he was sitting next or right across from Natan Levy, who's from Israel. Mm. So I was like, you guys are going to be OK, right? I know there's thousands. Of <laughs> and they were both dying laughing like they were both. <laughs> I'm like, no rock throwing, please. No missiles back. Like I like I was just I kept going at it. You know, I'm like, if he says three, two and he was laughing, he, great sport. And like, it's a good dude, man. Really good dude. What's up, people? Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Now head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code CLNS50 to get started. It's not just basketball, but online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage, and it's the best in the business, okay? From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Listen, uh, you know, the thing about him, though, he's one of those guys that has – has like two different eyes and you kind of look at him like, is one of those a glass eye? Like, and I obviously, I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. I think he's just got like two different shaped eyes, but I mean, <laughs> I'm going to spend part of the time going, should you not hit one of those eyes? Like, well, I don't know what's going on. And although I loved his call out at the end when he was calling him Karen Covington. I was like, there we go. Shoving a, shoving a little bit back. I love it. That's spicy. I hope that happens. Well, I mean, I think he has a point in that when Colby called out uh, Dustin Poirier. Yeah. It's, it's like, bro, I don't understand where the upside is for that. You're being a guy who fights at 55 and you're a 70 pounder. I know that like technically he may be bigger than you in the gym and then he, he cuts more weight than you, but I don't see why like you're right there. It doesn't get you any further. I don't know. Maybe he, he didn't, maybe he's going for the, I don't know what it is, but I was, I think he has a point where maybe I think Colby missed. Uh, I think that was a, a mistake by him. I also think he mistook the interest in that fight. I mean, people wouldn't really, they'll watch it, but no one's going to be like, Ooh, who's going to win Poirier or Covington, you know? There might've been a case too, where he whipped his ass in the gym and he knows how it'll go in a fight. And it's like, it's a they, people who say what they want. Conor McGregor, remember when he wanted to do his season or whatever it was, or maybe it was cocaine. He wanted to do, he wanted to do something, but um, no, he wanted to do a season where he wanted to fight. I don't know who it was. And then he wanted to fight Diego Sanchez after that as an easy one than someone else. And people are like, why would you call it Diego Sanchez? I'm like, cause he knows he'll win really easy and he get $20 million. Like, that's why I like it. Uh, I would like to, I don't know, man. I'm, I guess I'm not a purist or whatever. I wouldn't mind the way pride used to do it. They would build toward the year end event. So they would have Fedor would fight some giant Zulu guy, like whatever that dude's name was, or some seven, like Hongman Troy. They would kind of build fighters up and get them on a five, you know, four or five fight win streak against guys they'll beat and then have them fight like a Super Bowl at the end. It's like UFC. It's always best versus best versus best every event, which you get to see good fights, but it wouldn't be bad to have a guy build up every now and then and not always trying to get someone beat, you know? Like, yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I can see it both ways. I think I think you're right in, in like some ways, but I also think that uh, 
But 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 yeah, I think that was a real smart move by like Bilal because he, he called out a guy that he'd be the underdog against versus the right. guy. Yeah. You call out a guy you'll be the favorite against. I think it. Yeah, anyway. it's like all right, pick an easier one, you know. <laughs> so then, there, then there was a. That was fight. lucky for me. I was never the favorite, so I could call out anybody. <laughs> so, <it was> always, <laughs> You're always our the favorite. underdog. You're our favorite. Yeah. So Sean, right. so there's another guy, right? So this guy that was thirteen and a row, thirteen and zero, God's he Omar Godzayev, right? He fought this guy. And I'm butchering it. Chow Barajo, Chow Barajo, right? And this guy Barajo looked amazing. Like he, he was, he, this other guy, they were saying 13 and 0. He's, uh, but this dude was, Barajo was like beating him everywhere. And then it's against the fence. The guy has what, like an arm down. Like you could just see his arms are on the ground. And he just yeah. beat him in the face. I mean, just straight up, he's up two rounds to nothing. And then, right, they're like, well, what did it, and it happened earlier on, right? So then the guy's sitting on the stool, like, what the fuck just happened? And he takes a selfie with him. <laughs> Look, <laughs> he, he goes in the picture and he's like this while the guy's on the stool, like, <laughs> it was the weirdest. Gym. Right after the fight, you mean, or between yeah, rounds yeah, or yeah. what? Oh, well, they, okay. I, had they called it at that yeah, point? Yeah, I don't they, know they, they, yeah, they announced him the winner. They announced okay. the guy, Barajo, the winner because it was an unintentional foul. So they're like, if it was intentional, like they would have given it to like with Aljamain, like, you know, Aljamain beat Peter Jan. Um, when Jan need him, it goes to Aljamain because it was unintentional. Wait, so he yeah. unintentionally fouled him and then he still won? It wasn't a yeah, no contest? Yeah, yeah. For the second time that night that happened. Yeah, they went to some kind of a, they went to the cards for a technical decision or something because I guess they felt it had gone far enough at the fight that they could render a decision. Dude, it was crazy. Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought you couldn't win on a foul like that. Apparently, oh, it's yeah. up to the ref. Yeah. So that was, huh. which of course, Dominic Cruz and then, um, poor, and then Cormier are like arguing about because Cormier is like, well, then, you know, if you're up two rounds now, just honestly foul the guy and then you'll win every single right. time. Like, there's no point of even, dude, it was, but it was, uh, it was like, look, this is, this was the picture, dude. Uh, Sean, see? Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think he was trying to say that he, I think he was trying to act like, hey, he's a good sport, right? You're a good sport, right? And the other guy was not having it. He was like, fuck your mother. Like, <laughs> he was not cool. And I and you know, the funniest thing about this is usually when you have one guy who's all bouncy and happy and let's fight, that yeah. guy usually gets murked by the guy, you know, who's like, I will kill you. But in this case, I mean, he dominated that guy, and then he's trying to be all chumping with him, like, it's cool though, right? It's cool. And he's like, nothing is cool. You know, so maybe his uh, maybe his corner told him to go get a picture with that guy on Queer Street, and uh, he took a picture with him. But his trainer met Dominic Cruz. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. And this is another McCorkle moment. <laughs> You're welcome. By the way, Dominic Cruz was in a really good mood. Uh, he, he he was like, I'm telling you, hang out. He's he's a funny. He's a really funny guy, especially when he's like. Did kind you just of say he's a funny boy? He's, no, no, he's, a funny, he's, he's okay, hilarious. Sorry. He happens to be hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so um, and I heard he got a second dog or something, so he's like in like a better mood or something. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> yeah, I, it's not what I thought you said. I, I'm sure it's not what I thought I heard. He got a second dog. I know he had a dog. He like he loves his dog. He's, he's like a, he's always with his dog, and he got a second one. He was, he was happier. He's like, oh my god, you're saying second dog? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it sounds okay. Honestly, it sounded like you said he got caught sucking dog. I no, no, literally thought that's what he said. No, he got, got a second dog. Thank you like, very much.
much because I I'm like, what did you just say? You got a second. And now. it took you, and even when you clarified, I heard it then too. You need to learn how to pronounce the word second. second. That's what you need. You got a second dog. Yeah. Second. Got it. Thank you. All right. So it sounded like sucking dog. Real. No, he was not sucking that's a dog. A, All right. So and I wasn't, and, and that's why I made it repeat it. You heard it too, McCarkle. The second time it sounds even more yeah. like sucking a dog. Yeah. So, so then, oh my god. So then, like McCorkle, then this other guy, Andre Fialho, right against Baeza. I feel bad for this guy Baeza because he's now lost three in a row. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. The guy is got all the talent in the world. I mean, his skill level is a ten, but I don't know if he has, like, if his, he has a, like doesn't have a chin, or if the other guys are just hitting that that hard, or we're just getting, or he's just getting caught by like in ridiculous shots. It was like the second time he got knocked out, maybe the third or second or third, but he was c- murdering this fucking dude. Like yep. every, and then when there was like 20 seconds left, 20 seconds around uppercut, like put him out. And then, oh man, I don't know. What do you do with a guy like that? Like, how do you, what do you say? What do you, how do you, that's like, uh, it's reminds me of Aaron Pico. If you watch Aaron Pico's losses, he was dominating, fighting perfectly, man. Just, I mean, sharp striking, great grappling. It's a, I always thought I was one of those guys who my face and chin were just magnets for punches. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, you could throw anything at me and I would move into it. I would block it with my face. Like, it's always uh, something like that, you know, catching with my jaw. Like, I think some guys are just like that, man. They just, I don't know. But how do you, I mean, you have to like, like in boxing, it was one thing. Like Emmanuel Stewart, like I remember Klitschko kept getting knocked out. Yeah. And Stewart was just a great coach because he would be like, okay, here's what we did with Lennox Lewis. Like hang on the guy for nine rounds. Like bend him, like bend him over basically and just put all your weight on him. Tie, and then eventually and, save the, and jab him to death. He had a perfect way to, for these tall guys to like who had his chins weren't that great. And MMA is a lot different, you know? It's like, there's so many ways yeah. to get caught. It's, but man... I hope you see that doesn't cut him because he's that good. He just keeps getting like. Well, Sometimes you know, it's just the, a little. The, 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 the commentator spent four minutes talking about, well, this is the fight he needed. Get his confidence back. Look at him dominating. He's doing so great. This is this, this is the way he was at the very beginning, and then pop. Good night. Oh yeah, dude, crazy. Yeah. Then this other Cruz girl, was saying the same thing. Cruz was saying, yeah, he should have did like Emmanuel Stewart and tell him to bend him over and. Um, Dude, there was a girl named Mara. I Mara knew you were going Buen- there. I knew it. I knew Mara, it. Buen- bend him over, put all your weight on him. That's all night long. Yeah. As I was, as I was saying it, I'm like, I could just see it in McCorkle's eye. I was, I listen. I was trying to cut it off at the pass. <laughs> and he Sorry. was like, I'll wait for Greg to finish talking to make this gay joke. This, uh, this girl, Mara Bueno Silva. She's, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're from, if you're from uh, Brazil. And your name is Good Silva. <laughs> the chance you're going to be a fucking badass fighter. She so went this girl Wu Yanan, who um, I think she's from China, and the girl can take a punch. Holy shit! Because yeah, she was getting this shit beaten out of her, and it was one of those fights where you're wondering if she's going to eventually just catch the girl. Like it became like like Rudy, but in the Chinese version of Rudy. Uh, and she, she, by the way, I think she had implants. By the way, Greg, she was bouncing. They were like. Her boobs are bouncing up and down in the beginning. So anyway. yeah, I, I, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I didn't think she was awfully large for a fighter girl. I was like, yeah. whoa, I was carrying around some weight. So, but, uh, but she could take a punch, this girl, and uh, she you know, She just got beat 30-27. I know she won one round, but man, it was like 
it was one of those fights where you're like wondering if the other person is she's going to, you know, get punch herself out, but she didn't. Um, and then this guy- I, listen, I, I'm looking at it right now and it says it was fight of the night. And that is absolutely not what I would have considered a fight of the night. I mean, it, I honestly, I kind of fell asleep in the middle because it was just one girl beating up the other girl, but just not hitting her hard enough to put her out. Like, no, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I I find that surprising that that was their choice for fight of the night. Yeah, the other fight there was a fight Manor Lazaz against Anga Luza. That that was the fight of the night. That was a I mean just in the in the as they say fighting in an elevator kind yeah, of a yeah, thing. Yeah. Like they were like, gah, 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 gah. you know for all three rounds. I was uh, that to me was that I I loved. I was like this main card's fucking hot. You know, but, that was a hell of an opener fight. And it was a 30-27, but they were all close rounds. Like, they could have been um, – I'll tell you one thing. We had Devin Clark on the podcast before. Nice guy. That, dude, he fought this guy, William Knight, who used to be a 205-pounder. Right. And, and I, could I saw that. Squat 650 pounds. He said he could, like, bench 520. Just – I mean, but throws, like, three punches around. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, pick a sport. Bodybuilding and MMA, I feel like, are not conducive. Because no. and he got knocked out by Devin Clark, like first elbow, and then by who's a guy who's 205er. He just uh yeah, I mean William Knight, I don't if I was his coach, I'd be like, no more weight room, no more because it's you're carrying too much weight. Uh and then I I, I saw a couple other fights. The fight that uh your, your boy Chris Barnett, he lost really? but, yeah, but to a guy named Martin Boudet, who's just a monster, but uh he was also winning. <laughs> And then landed a illegal punch, but uh, still got the win because he was up two two rounds. Can we go back to this Devin Clark Wait, William so, Knight fight real yeah, quick? Because yeah, yeah. the thing about that fight is it, it's a classic example of I hate it when heavyweights wrestle. <laughs> Nobody wants heavyweights are in there to bang each other's lights out because inevitably only one of them knows how to wrestle. And they just lay on top of the other dude for five fucking minutes. And it's annoying as shit. I fucking hate it when heavyweights wrestle. I'm glad he finally stood up and got knocked out proper. <laughs> so, so, that, so McCorkle, there's this guy named Jordan Levy, right? Who uh, people say, you know, I, I know he has, I think he has a wife and kid. People, other people were saying, I like, like cruise at every wedding. But this is after... So this is what happened after he won his fight. He, he won a split decision. All the way to the, the split. And then, and then he comes up at you. I mean, shoot. That looked like Cruz. That looked like Cruz at every wedding he attends. So Jordan <laughs> Levin, he dropped it down low Wait. all the way to the flow. Is, was up. Daniel Cormier calling he, Cruz gay also? That's what it sounded like to me. That looked like Cruz at every wedding he attends. Yeah, so, so that, that happened on the telecast. <laughs> oh, God. That was another McCorkle. <laughs> did, you, did you notice Cruz had nothing to say? It was like he was spellbound during that part. No, yeah, no. At the end, he's like, oh, yeah, look at that. I mean, he he was spellbound. He was, he, he sounded like he was very intrigued. Dude, sounded he like went, he was thinking about sucking a dog. He went from that. It went from that, the guy twerking in the octagon to which fighters even were like, one guy wrote like, 
if uh, if somebody twerks after he beats me, we're fighting later <laughs> that night. Like, <laughs> it's not going to be the only fight. It went from well, that- not only that, but it was a split decision. I mean, come on, it's not like he even dominated. The- I hardly. Anyway. Was it a split decision because he did the split? Is that what yeah. <laughs> it literally that what it went? It literally went from that to the guy Chris Burnett like dancing like like a like rerun like right after that was the next fight. And you're like, what the fuck is going on with the UFC right now? It went from like that to him walking out like, oh, it was, uh, it was hilarious. The so whole- Barnett got fouled and then lost. Yeah. Again, so yeah. he also lost even though it was an illegal blow. Yes, second time. Second time it happened. So I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Jake Paul and Bisbing are talking shit on Twitter to each other. Uh, and then he actually made like a whole video of it. Jake Paul did. He goes, um, uh, he goes, so I guess uh, Oscar De La Hoya said that he thinks that Jake Paul is going to be a world champion boxer one day. Right. Right. And then, uh, and then Bisbing comments. <laughs> Thank you. That was the appropriate response, McCorkle. <laughs> I love that you're dead eyed, just like, yeah, right, <laughs> and So then uh, he goes, he goes, uh, I guess something happened where Jake Paul says, I would knock you out worse than Hendo. You're an easy fight. Show me you can get licensed and I will show you a million dollars plus pay per view using the two, two eyes, using this emoji because Bisbing can't use it. LOL, right? And then uh, Bisping writes back, yeah, 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 ha, ha, two eyes. Listen, one eye, two eyes. I want a world championship. More importantly, the respect of the whole fight community. Sadly, little Jakey, there's two things you'll never do, ever. Let that sink in, right? So now they're going, they're going back and forth. I hope Bisping does not take this fight because he's 43. He does have one eye. Uh, he's not been boxing, you know. Um, it's, not like a, it's not like a prime Bisping um, versus a prime mm-hmm. Jake Paul. I think, a, obviously, a prime Bisping murders Jake Paul in any sport. Uh, but right now, 43-year-old Bisbing with one eye and hip replacement, and the, the other guy's been boxing all the way through. Uh, I, <laughs> you, re- you realize the world we live in? You just, like, this is the world we're living in. A guy with one eye and a hip replacement is talking about fighting a YouTuber. Like, <laughs> like what is going on? Man? For more it's money kind of- than everybody in the UFC. Yeah. Right? I mean, <laughs> do you think he should take the fight, Sean? I, I can't imagine they would license it anywhere, but maybe like Japan or somewhere where there's no commission, you know, like I can't, I can't imagine anybody would license. I can't believe, I still have a hard time believing Bisping fought with a fake eye. How many ever fights he did? Like, I don't, I don't know if that's true. I mean, they he say it is. He, but, he told me what he would do. He said he would, uh, he would have his corner, his corner man, I think Perillo would like, or whoever it was, would be in the corner and the doctor would be like, all right, how many, you know, fingers am I holding up? And he would cough <clears throat> if it was one. He would yawn if it was two, and he would like sneeze if it was three. So then, visit would like pass a lot of pass a lot of the tests that way. <laughs> As, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That sounds that just sounds a little weird to me. I don't the whole thing. I don't know that yeah, you can get away that, with that. that, that would suck if he like if he had like an allergy that day or something, or if he was actually yeah. <laughs> How many fingers are hold up? Seventeen. Like you got no idea. <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah, no kidding. Like what if he coughed and then sneezed and then yawned, <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to do the math. He's like. Uh, Seven. <laughs> so yeah. What if what if his eye got knocked out? Can you imagine during one of those fights if his eye had gotten knocked out? Like and they didn't know it was a yeah. guy. Like can you imagine like that would have been the craziest? I just I don't love, know. I, I, like this thing's a good friend of mine. We worked together a lot in the past. Uh, he's a really good guy. And I just you know, for him to be like you know, the pass up on him, he might think like two million dollars. He might call up Tyron and be like, How much money do you make? Honestly. 
And Tyron might say like for $2 million. He might go $2 million. Yeah, but again, it's this throwing, you know, not making him take a real fight. Jake, everyone needs to not fight this guy until he fights an actual boxer from his weight class in a real sanctioned fight, you know, where he has to prove he's not on steroids and, you know, the whole thing until then, it's all just, you know, you're, 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 you know, perpetuating this fantasy. It's horrible. Did I ever tell you what happened with the strip about, about Tyson and like, and like the monks that were running? Play this, right, Sean? I don't think so. Oh, so like Tyson before his last fight, like Roy Jones, I was hanging out with the guy that was working for him. And he said, you know, he was like on all kinds of, you know, help for that fight. Right. You know? Yeah, obviously. And, uh, yeah. And you could see like there wasn't. So they said he was like, they were t- he like went off it and he was going through some stuff like, you know, emotionally, like when you go on and off. I don't know if you know, I guess you go. <laughs> so, yeah. The guy says he gets a phone call and he was doing ayahuasca with like 20 monks. And all of a sudden right. he had like a, her- a terrible experience and he-, he wanted to kill him. So he said, the guy gets a call, like you got to pick up Mike right now. He's in Malibu at the canyons and there's 20 monks running from their lives and he's chasing them and he's walking like <laughs> fucking Terminator. Right. So and this guy tells me that he like drives up to Malibu and he sees like right. 20 shamans like running down the fucking hill. And, Ty- and Tyson, and he's luckily he's with Tyson's wife or something. And they're like, calm that they, they calm them down. And he was all right. But like, it's at the beginning of every black belt theater movie I watched on Sunday afternoons when I was a kid. A bunch of monks running from a monster. It's beating them up. Crazy, man. <laughs> you imagine like you're in traffic. <laughs> Monks know, you gotta blame the monks for this one. I mean, what made them right. think, hey, you know, <laughs> this is a guy who we really want to unlock. It, yeah, it's, it turns out, uh, you know, I always have been a strong believer, and you can't mix crazy with steroids, but uh, or cocaine, but I, you can't also apparently mix crazy with steroids and then ayahuasca. Like those yeah, three yeah. together, probably not the best. Uh, throw in a few monks, and you're gonna have a problem. Yeah. So. But this guy told By the him. way, can we talk about the Dracar close fight? That's the only one I didn't see. What, what happened? What happened? I don't know. Oh my god, you didn't see the Dracar. That's the one you missed. Yeah. Well, I, okay. I, so let me. First of all, you know, one of them won performance of the night. You would think it's for Dracar close, but I think it's for Brandon Jenkins' face. Oh, really? You've never seen somebody catch so many right hands to the face in your and just act like and just shake it off. I mean. I, I was just shake it off and be like, let's keep fighting. Like, I mean, I think he took over 50 in the first round and returned maybe three. I think how he made it to the second round is, is a mystery. And then finally he was able to turn the lights out in the second. I'm pretty sure these guys are from like Alabama. Like it's like when they spar, it's like no gloves sparring. Uh, Yeah. Like I was like, I was like, either this guy is like part, you know, machine, or he had a really tough stepdad, you know what I mean? <laughs> to where it just, it doesn't matter how many times you hit him, how many hard you hit him, but he just like cool and just kept on coming. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know who got the performance of the night, probably Jagar Close, but he, Brandon Jenkins face. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I, I got to watch that. I happen to like Jagar a lot. And I, I always thought he was an underrated guy. And I, he's just, he was a stud in college. Uh, and he's just a, just, great fighter, great wrestler, but he just, um, like his back is still fucked up from what's his name? Pushing him. Jeremy Stevens at the weigh-in. Remember they had a face-off and Stevens yeah. him, and they called off the fight and people were like, Oh, you know, you, what a pussy. And they're like, 
but then Sean, you even said the guy's drained. You know, he just made way yeah. not expecting it. The other guy, you know, is a Jeremy Stevens is a monster. You know, who knows what? I mean, maybe I don't think the car's gonna fake an injury. He's not the kind of guy that like fake anything. Like, he's a tough, tough. I'm dude. surprised they didn't go ahead and give Stevens the win with apparently the new, <laughs> new stuff they're doing as well. He was winning up till the push came. So it, uh, you know, they said Dracar. Uh, they said his fight stunk, but to me, it smelled like my senior year in high school. Dracar, yes, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, I thought the. It'll be, it'll be kind of funny. Remember, like, in uh, the NWO days? You ever watch WWE? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, they'd have uh, – these, these guys would have a, a real wrestling match. they put, like, these guys you never heard of. It'd be like, you know, you know, Iron Mike, whatever, blah, blah. And then halfway through their match, they, you hear NWO. And then all of a sudden, these guys would come in and just throw them both out. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. or beat him up and beat him up and spray paint NWO on him in the ring and just leave and, and leave him there. Microphone and have like a press conference, like for no yeah. reason, like but like that's what they should do in MMA. If like it's a shitty fight, all of a sudden they just toss fucking like they go to like I don't know Bonner and Forrest walk in there and just fucking toss. The guy. <laughs> that's what I've been. I said for years, and no one has done it. I think Bellator tried, but I've said for years, if you took exactly what the WWE did, does, exactly what they do in every way, except make the fights real. So, you know, like, you don't have to have, a like, signed characters. You just have to match them evenly. You know, you can't have a guy that's a real fighter for CM Punk or something. But, like, get get a guy who's the character. that Like, if you told me if Ric Flair was actually going to fight Hulk Hogan, if there was going to be a real fight Saturday night, you wouldn't watch that? Like, two people really fighting? Like, so, if they took the pageantry and the, the feuds and have them come out and talk shit to each other before – build it up just like they do on WWE and then have them fight for real. Even the fight was terrible. Yeah, People but you would, watch. Need, you would need writers, though, because those guys aren't coming up with them themselves a lot. Of yeah, them. well, or you'd have to have characters who came up with great ideas like me. Well, I, mean, I think they've tried I think they've tried to do that. It's one of the reasons that, that Conor McGregor blew up so hard and why so many guys yeah. have tried to replicate it is because they've always tried to create that vibe with the music and they, the walk-ins and the ring girls. I mean, they try and create that vibe as much as they can, but again, because it is real fighting, they don't script it. They they don't give them writers. They don't want to distract from the real training, you know, and I, but I think to, to an extent they have tried And I know Bellator has really tried to mimic that kind of energy, you know, with their things. But, you know, when you look at the names, you know, the, everyone having a nickname and stuff like that, I think they've absolutely tried to do that. It's just when it's real fighting, you can only do it so much. Some of the, well, the guys, I don't know if you remember all for all. We talked about that, I think, on here before, where they back and they really had them box to do takedowns in WWE. It was real. They had WWE wrestlers actually box each other, like during oh, it was terrible that, boxing, yeah. but it was, it was, it was the worst. Yeah. They said it was like the low point of uh, they said, um, of uh, they actually had, like. There's like, here's the problem. The, the real fighting is the problem. <laughs> did you ever watch it's that? ruining the show. Did, did you ever watch the big boss man and Undertaker at his, at his like funeral? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did he drag away his casket or something? something no, really I, I, I was never a fan of wrestling because I just, Dude. to me, was so fake. Hold I, on, I just hold didn't on, get hold it. On. You, got, you got to see this. I, don't, I, I, I hope we don't get like, Joe might have to go back and like, uh, and it's I gotta wind it up amazing. pretty soon, by the way. I gotta wind it up pretty soon, dude. You gotta see this, right? So, this is the big boss man. Hold on. So, the big boss man, it's the Undertaker's funeral, right? And he's having a few of the big boss man. I'll just set it up. And his dad just died. Undertaker's dad's funeral. Oh, it's his dad's funeral. His dad really did die a week before. Yeah. <laughs> 
The sad thing is they actually did that at a graveyard. Like somebody I was going to say, the sad thing is there are other real funerals happening in the background. Saying, yeah. <laughs> I'm having Dang, he said he needs to die like his dad. He hits on his mom, he do. He hits on his mom. Would you like to go out with a man like me? <laughs> 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 and then he goes, <laughs> he goes, Yo, your dad always wanted to be a drag queen. Well, I'm going to drag his queen, right? Then he ties up the, the coffin, right? Yeah, he always wanted to be a drag queen. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to make him a drag queen now. Evan Vince McMahon has no... Uh, <laughs> How have these no writers limits. not won more Emmys? It's so appropriate for all ages. It's timeless and hilarious. <laughs> he really went low with this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And then he's riding the casket. <laughs> Tell you what, man, that's going to be Colby Covington. If they ain't careful, he's going to be the one driving the car, pulling somebody's casket, pulling Poirier's casket behind him. Dude, no. uh, <laughs> hello, <laughs> beloved brand. I, I watched that a hundred uh, times. This is a very dude. special oh, edition oh, of. Dude, that was the. Yo, come on, Greg. That is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, they had like 20 slow points of WWE. At one point, yeah. man tells Undertaker that he's like hopes he, that he's gonna have like a biker gang rape his wife. Like, like says that like in the middle of like Saturday morning. <laughs> like, right. like, dude, it's a different time. He knows how to build a fight. I'll tell you what, he knows how to hype a fight. It's crazy, crazy. <laughs> so, th all right, this week uh, we have the PFL starting this Wednesday. Obviously, no one knows about it because uh, it's speaking. It's Jeremy Stevens. Uh, he's fighting Clay Collard. Uh, Clay Collard's a guy who was like, he he's a great. He actually boxed one of a couple like boxing fights. He beat uh, Anthony Pettis. Uh, I thought he got robbed his, his last fight. He trains in his garage with his brothers or something. Uh, but so he's he's fighting Jeremy Stevens. I think Stevens is good for a million bucks. Might be pretty motivated. Like, because this is going to be, uh, so he's fighting, Shoeface is fighting in, Antonio Carlos Jr., he won a million bucks last time, uh, OAM is fighting Nick Tom Schultz, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's good, uh, it's actually a pretty good card, um, Corey Hendricks is fighting, it's on ESPN Plus, uh, Don Madge is fighting Roush, Manfio, uh, so yeah, so that's this, um, that's PFL this week, this Wednesday, one championship, uh, at 4 30 in the morning on uh, that's Friday. Jared Brooks, the monkey god, is fighting. He's the guy that fought on your promotion, your pillow fight promotion. Yeah, yeah. He said he he, he said he looked over and he saw what's his name was was so disappointed. That guy that uh, the real what's his name? The, the guy that always beat you and uh, Matt Matron up. Oh, uh, Tom Erickson. Yeah, he said Tom Erickson was so pissed off that he was there. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Bellator this week, Liz Carmouche. Uh, she's, uh, you know, I think she's a, a Marine, uh, amazing <laughs> fighter, tough, got like a 12 pack fighting Nikita Mikhailov. Uh, she, no, 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 no. That's, that's, a, that's a, a guy. Uh, she's fighting Juliana Velasquez, who's 12 and 0. Um, she's, she's a badass. She, uh, that's a Bellator this week. 
Uh, that's on Friday. That's the, the main event. And then Saturday, more UFC. It's Jessica Andrade. She's the one who's like a mini Vanderlei yeah. girl. Fucking just comes at you, fights like a he's fighting Amanda Lemos, who's also 11, 11 and one. Both those girls have knockout power. Uh, Clay Guida, who's now 37 and 21. Uh, he is fighting <laughs> Claudio Puelos, uh, who's 11 and two. Who's <laughs> Uh, his, his record sounds like a like a basketball team's record. He's now got more uh, more fights on his record than he has hairs left on his head. He's got like two really long hairs left that he's holding on. Uh, Macy Barber, she's the one. She was like she lost the Roxanne modifier, but she like blew her ACL, I think, in the first. But like she, like her, she was the one who was like a. I think uh, a, a Gracie black belt online or something. Uh, and everyone, everyone got mad at her. She made like a course, <laughs> how to, how to, like how to earn your purple belt online. Or, but she's, she's good though. She's fighting Montana De La Rosa. Um, Gary V teaching that. Is that who's, is that who's offering on that Gary V dude? <laughs> Michael, Mano Cape is fighting Sue Madera. Uh, Mark Andre Baralt fighting uh, the Hebrew, not the Hebrew hammer, the Beverly Hills Ninja. Uh, there was a boxing, the Hebrew hammer. Uh, and then, um, yeah, who else is fighting? Uh, Arrow Quilling. He's the guy that uh, what's they told to go back to China after he uh, he's like, I want to send him back to China. And then everyone got mad at him. Uh, the guy. But uh, everyone who had ever heard of him, which is like 14 people, because I've never heard of any of these guys you're talking about. Mike, I was Mike, about to say, you're literally listen, I'm going to watch these fights, but only because I'm recovering from a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> If I had literally anything else to do, this would be just, this wouldn't even be a fight night. This would just be a night. Ike Villanova is fighting. He's lost the last five out of six. Uh, he, he, he's lost one, two, his last win was against, uh, yeah, he, he lost the last five out of six. I love it when you keep describing it. It makes me want to watch it less. He's fighting Tyson Pedro. Uh, and then Mike Jackson. He's the guy that beat CM Punk, but got cut anyway. Because he said he wanted to torture him and not finish him, um, he 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 uh, he's one and one. Mike Jackson. He, he also he lost. He he fought, he fought. What's his name? He fought uh, Mickey Gall. And he was and he was he was doing press for some like website, and then he lost, and then went back to press row. Like twelve like twelve minutes later, like he he covered. His, Covered his own loss. He's you know, his his name is Mike Jackson, and his nickname is The Truth. This is this is not a good combo. <laughs> he was the one who I was talking about on Ariel Hawani's show. I was doing the McCorkle Minute, and I said the last time I saw someone named uh, Mike Jackson lay that many blows on a punk like oh, punk. there it is, oh, Neverland gosh. Ranch it was brutal. So. Oh, yep, yeah. there it is. And then and uh, that's Saturday. how I fell down. <laughs> To the bargain basement we call MMA Rest. Okay, the grit, whatever, man. There's fucking gems here. Uh, Chris Cyborg is fighting Arlene Blenko. Uh, that's on Saturday night. Bellator is going to Hawaii for two nights. I guess they're, they're just staying there. Um, <laughs> they're hoping someone can catch either night, like watch a fight either night. Like we may do a Sunday show too. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like, What's his name's joke? Uh, um, where he he'd be like, "What time are the fights? What time can you get here?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who? Uh, Frazier. Uh, Frazier. Frazier Smith, the absolutely brilliant classic Frazier. You ever tell that whole uh, Frazier Pete Rose story? No. 
All right. I told you, Sean, you're sorry about, about Pete Rose. About his the baseball kid. player? Yeah. So, all right. Well, we're, we're gonna no, have... the gardener. Yes. <laughs> I don't, it could have been another fighter Adam was talking about. He's just putting so, two names together. Like, that's true. We have Mike Jackson. That's true. Maybe. So I'm at the haha hosting the haha, and there's like nine people, the old haha, right? And Fraser goes on, and he does, you know, does all these one-liners. He's like, you know, that's like uh, I was sweating like Pete Rose at, uh, you know, whatever those that like gambling place you can back in the day you can go to the gambling, you know, whatever it was gambling. Pete Rose, he goes, I was sweating like you know Michael Jackson at a whatever. I was sweating, like, you know, he does a whole thing like so like Michael Jackson at Disneyland, Pete Rose, and blah blah. So then all of a sudden, someone goes, Hey, I don't appreciate that that Pete Rose joke. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. In the crowd, right? So then, Frazier gets off stage and he's like, "Hey, man, that's 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 my dad, Pete Rose." There's like eight people there. And yeah. Like, and he's like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, my name is Tyler Rose, and my dad is Pete Rose, and I don't appreciate you." And like, but it was like, what are the chances that like Pete Rose's kid would be in the crowd and you and the comment of a Pete Rose joke, right? Yeah. He's like, "Hey, I'm sorry, you know, I was a big." What are the chances anyone would be doing a Pete Rose joke? That's my exactly. That surprise me. The guy goes and sits down again, and I got on stage. And I was like, "So I was fucking Pete Rose in the ass." Oh <laughs> my like, god! Like, <laughs> and then I was like, "Keep like, my dad's name out your fucking." <laughs> yeah, exactly. This guy was huge. Anyway, all right. So that's our show today. Uh, Greg, what do you have coming up? Uh, more recovery, more resting. So you know, I'll be I'll, I'll be up on all the fights next week, just like this week. Uh, McCorkle. More resting and recovery, except I didn't have a heart attack, so I'm just doing the same thing I always do, just rest and recover. <laughs> oh, oh. The- yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah. So, and then, uh, what? By the way, uh, also in Bellator this week, this is good. Actually, good Bellator card. Uh, Patchy Mix is a good fighter. Is fighting Haraguchi. Justine Kish, she's a girl that shit herself in the octagon by accident. Um, I mean, she was getting rear naked choked. And As then- opposed to that girl that did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and whatever it takes to get the win. But then she tweeted, shit happens afterwards. It was kind of funny. Uh, and then uh, Rufion Stotts putting Juan Archuleta. He's a good dude. He, he was talking about, he, he like, was like, went to, went, to, went to jail and like, was a good, like, turned his life around. Really good guy. Has a hot wife too. And then Man, I, I, and I got, a, I got <laughs> it straightened out while they were in there. And then the next week, Bubba Jenkins is fighting, by the way. Um, hey, man, Bubba, he's back. <laughs> And uh, Yancey Madera is on this card, too, which is good. And, uh, yeah, Kai, and also Kai Kamaka. Uh, you <laughs> two fights. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> well, I guess there's two nights. So that makes sense. All right. No. Uh, <laughs> it keeps going. Saturday night. This Friday and Saturday, I'm at Nate Jackson's Super Funny Comedy Club. Uh, Nate awesome. Jackson, it's uh, in Tacoma, Washington, this Friday and Saturday. Uh, if you're in Tacoma, come. Uh, thank you guys so much. Take care. Uh, enjoy your lives. Yeah.